This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Since the coronavirus lockdown has kept us all at home, we have been travelling around the world vicariously, talking to Australians experiencing lockdown in far-flung places. Margie Worrell grew up on a dairy farm in Victoria and she has lived and travelled in many places around the world, but she's currently in lockdown in Singapore. Now, Margie is an international author and speaker. She's written a number of books about living courageously. But Margie had to put her own advice into practice recently when her husband tested positive to COVID-19. Margie's newest book is called You've Got This, The Life-Changing Power of Trusting Yourself. Welcome, Margie. Great to have you with us. Uh, Good to be with you, Katrina. So first of all, how is your husband now? He is well. He is well. He is recovered. Um, I'm very happy to say that. (laughs) That's good to hear. Can you tell us a little bit uh, generally about how Singapore has responded to the pandemic? What kind of restrictions are you living with there at the moment? Well, the restrictions we're living with now, obviously, uh, are quite different than the ones we have been living with. But uh, right now, Singapore is in the midst of a two-month circuit breaker, which is what they're calling it. It's a nicer name than lockdown. But essentially... We're really not supposed to go out unless it is for something essential. Um, They want everyone working from home. They've closed all the pools. They've closed everything except, you know, basically for shopping or for going to the doctors. You can't get a haircut even. And to exercise, you have to have a mask on at all times except if you're doing vigorous exercise. And you cannot go out except they actually like everyone to just go out on their own. They don't even want families going out together. So there's absolutely no mixing. And yes, Pretty, pretty, pretty relatively hardcore, though obviously we are allowed outside, but only really to exercise or do something that we have to do. Yeah, that sounds quite similar to what we've had here in Australia, maybe a little bit more severe. But I guess you've been through an even tougher quarantine after your husband tested positive to COVID-19. How did that, how did that change things for you? Well, actually, that happened before we got put into a lockdown. So when that happened, people were still going out to restaurants and going to the gym. And so Singapore was operating at a far higher level of normalcy than Australia was at that point in time. So he had actually been in the United States and he flew back in and within 24 hours had a fever and a bit of a cough and then a sore throat. And I was sort of, you know, <laughs> I don't tend to be that paranoid, but with everything going on, I was like, hmm, this is all, you're ticking a lot of the boxes. Mm. And so he went, he went off to get tested. And sure enough, he tested positive for coronavirus. And they hospitalised him that day, which we thought might be, I mean, he would be in hospital for a week or so. Mm. And I guess we, did, we got it right that he was, he was actually in hospital for eight days. But then in Singapore, everyone is kept in a quarantine facility until you test negative. And, actually, and that, took, that took a lot longer than we thought it would. And so he ended up being away for 30 days. That must have been really tough. What was that period like for you both? Yeah, it was tough. It was difficult. In the beginning, to be honest, when he got sick, he that day that he went off to the hospital, they also did an X-ray and they thought they saw a lung infection. So they stuck him on antibiotics. He told me he had an IV in his arm. And I honestly, I, I felt really anxious and pretty overwhelmed. Um, he's a pretty fit guy, but it still just, it just, it just well and truly made me feel really anxious. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're a long way from the rest of our family. I don't have all my kids with me at the moment. And so it just, it was, it was a really tough few days. 
And then I think it was about day six or so when his fever broke and we knew he was turning the corner and then they decided that it wasn't a lung infection and they took him off the antibiotics. And so at that point, I felt like I kind of, I felt like I could breathe again. Yeah. Um, and once I knew, okay, you're you're not going, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Then, then, then it was a lot less stressful. And then we sort of began the wait until, well, until he could come home. And in the beginning, we thought, well, hopefully it's within, you know, a few days or five or six days. Uh, and we obviously had no idea that it was actually weeks and weeks away then waiting for him to test negative for the virus. It was, you know, it was, as I said, it was 30 days. And so what did you learn about um, how to deal with uncertainty from living in that time of really not knowing how it was all going to play Man. out? <laughs> well, as I actually, the, the book that you mentioned earlier, I wrote that book because I've been dealing with a lot of uncertainty for the last few years. I was actually never part of the plans to move to Singapore, to be honest. And so... I, I really had to put into practice so many of the things I've learned in the last few years, and that is be really intentional in just how I choose to be in a day versus letting my circumstances decide how I'm going to be. And just to embrace the discomfort of it and trust that in the long run it's all going to work out. And while we were really obviously waiting anxiously for him to, to test negative for this COVID-19 we just had to sort of let it surrender so much of our attachment to the timeline and I kept thinking of Dr Anthony Fauci in the United States who said we don't set the timeline the virus sets the timeline and to me that sort of boils down to sometimes life you know it's like you know God makes this all work out for me and it's and it's actually my son said to me one time mum you know if you want to walk with God you've got to walk at God's pace and I was like, oh, God's pace, too slow for me. <laughs> can it hurry up? You know, I, frankly, I want this to move faster. I'm impatient. And can we just get things to work out? I'm speaking to Margie Worrell. Uh, she's an Australian living in lockdown in Singapore. She is an international author and speaker. Her newest book is called You've Got This, The Life-Changing Power of Trusting Yourself. Margie, over the Easter period, you wrote about the need to keep faith and to choose to be hopeful. How do you hang on to hope and faith in difficult times? I do those things that help to to reinforce it and support it and bolster it. So for me, that is connecting to to, to God for me. I, you know, I not everybody subscribes to this idea of, of God, but I do. And so for me, it's just really practicing what allows me to connect to that, to that knowing that it's all going to be okay. There's a greater power at force here, a greater plan in play. And so I write in my journal. That's a practice I've had for many years. I often just write in my journal and say, God, what do you want me to know? And often it's something along the tunes of, yes, you've got this and it's all going to be okay. I listen to music that lifts me up, that really feeds my spirit. Uh, When I can, I'm out in nature. That feeds my spirit too. I connect with people who also affirm my faith. My son, my oldest son, Lachlan, and actually it's funny, while I'm talking to you, I just thought he was trying to call me. (laughs) Um, During that period, I was in a two-week strict quarantine that the government here said, well, you can't leave your house for two weeks. And Every day, I actually, I, Lachlan and I, we got on, he's actually in New York through all of this, a place that has been incredibly impacted by this virus. 
And so we just got on the phone every day and we'd say a prayer and just hand it over, hand it over and hand it over to God. And then, as I said, sometimes I struggled to surrender. And so I would surrender the fact that I had a hard time surrendering mm, yeah. <laughs> and, and just choosing and re-choosing to walk that path of faith over fear and to ground myself in what I know is true when fear is not running the show. And that is that, that I have everything it takes to meet each moment as it arises. And not to get pulled into fear casting all of those worst case scenarios and and all the things we don't want to happen, but just come back into the moment and to breathe and to practice that mindfulness. And that that's helped carry me through. Mm. I, I like in your new book how you point out the difference between confidence and, and courage. And it's a it's a book about really trusting yourself, which is something that probably people don't even really think about. So can you explain to us what you mean by trusting yourself and why that matters, why that makes a difference? Yeah, well, if you think about so much of our stress and our anxiety comes from the assessment we make about our ability to deal with the future, what what we think the future might hold. <gasps> you know, how will I deal with it if I lose my job? How will I deal with it if this bad thing happens? Often, and those things don't always happen, but we imagine what might happen and we scare ourselves and we, and we get stressed out. But even in the moment when something is happening, um, so for instance, when Andrew was in hospital, um, having children on that I can't reach right now. They, they can't come to me. They can't get into this country. And there's not planes that are flying. My parents in Australia, I can't get into Australia quickly right now. And so all of these things, if we focus on all of these bad things, stressful things, it can cause enormous stress. Trusting ourselves is about looking inward for the security and for the certainty that we can't find otherwise. And trusting in our innate capacity as humans to rise to whatever life unfolds and whatever the moment requires of us. And so when we trust ourselves, when we have faith that we are going to be able to deal with whatever happens, it alleviates enormous amounts of stress. Because instead of going, oh, what will happen if this, this happens? Oh, my God. We go, you know what? I, I'll just deal with it. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. I'll figure out whatever I have to figure out. And it also emboldens us. And so obviously in in my book, I talk about what is it that you feel called to do? What is it that you would love to do? And so often it's a lack of trusting ourselves that keeps us from going after those goals and aspirations that might inspire us or making a change and changing some aspect of our lives that weighs us down or that we're tolerating, whether it's in a relationship, in a job, in any part of our lives, it's really liberating and it transforms our moment-by-moment experience of life. Mm. Instead of being all wound up and going, I can't deal with this, we go, I can deal with this. And we'll breathe into whatever emotions come up and we be compassionate with ourselves and we we lean into the power that we have to to solve and rise above the problem. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and um, and for the book and for taking the time to have a chat to us today, Margie. Great to hear from you. Thanks, Katrina. Take care. Yeah, that's Margie Worrell. She's in lockdown in Singapore. Her new book is called You've Got This, The Life-Changing Power of Trusting Yourself. You can find out more about Margie at her website, margiewarrell.com.
Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.